Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Coolers, WP Blab. It is Thursday. It's 7.30. Yeah, we start at 7 o'clock, folks. We start at 7 o'clock. Russ, Russ was a slacker today. We we let him slide. We get him till 7.30. So he, he finally woke up, and uh, he stopped playing Xbox, and then he came <laughs> over to come hang out with us. I think he plays PlayStation. But either way, so we're going to be starting. Uh, today's show is episode number 72, and today's topic is... WordPress plugins. If you build it, will they come? So let's uh, let's get started. But before we introduce our guest, Russ, we're going to introduce ourselves. Bridget, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, I'm Bridget Willard, and I blog occasionally at BridgetWillard.com. I'm trying to revive that. Mostly I blog at GiveWP.com, the most robust online donation software and fundraising platform for WordPress. You can find out more at GiveWP.com. And my name's Jason. I'm not selling a single thing whatsoever at all. So make sure you watch both of my shows. We do these two times a week over on WPWaterCooler.com and WPWaterCooler.com slash WPBlab. So come and hang out with us. Tomorrow is going to be the continuation. We're doing like a part two here. There'll be a continuation of what we're going to be talking about tonight. But we're going to be talking about it kind of in a in a business savvy way of it and how we're going to kind of run with it that way. Maybe more developer-y if you think, right, right, Russ? Awesome. Russ, tell us a little bit about yourself. I feel like I'm at a press conference. I want to answer the second question first, please. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> what is your so, name, sir? <laughs> so my name is Russ Laren, and um, I work for a company called WebDev Studios. Um, I run things in Las Vegas that uh, have to do with WordPress, like WordCamps and the WordPress meetup and, you know, stuff like that. And, um, I mean, I write plugins. I, I help fix some plugins. Uh, I'm pretty involved in community. I speak at the WordCamps. I do stuff. I, I help Bridget when I can. Yeah, you do. Nice. That's a full-time job, though. You know, I will say that <laughs> Kevin Hoffman told me that my specific hypotheticals are alarmingly accurate. I did huh. talk about deprecated code in 7.1. Check you so. out. She went in her GitHub and updated her uh, plugins and pulled and pushed it and did some merges. I don't think that's ever going to happen, <laughs> but if it does, it will be in your downline, Russ. Stay tuned nice. next week when Rigid releases the tag on GitHub. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So I did let's... comment on a meta track, though. Hey, nice. hey Bridget, that's pretty close. Hey, 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 Bridget, what do actions and filters do? Um, hooks. Uh, actions and filters are hooks. Actions do things. Filters change things. And speaking of changing things, I will be leading the marketing team at Contributor Day at WordCamp Europe. If you're there, come and find me. Let's change the marketing for WordPress. You need to start walking right now because that is a long walk to Europe and a little bit of swimming, too. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about plugins. What the heck's a plugin first? Do we got all these marketing folks that watch our show? We got all these WordPress uh, um, blogging types. We got some a little bit of developers. We got a good mix of folks here. But what the heck's a plugin, and why do we need to worry about building it and then getting people to actually use it? What do you think, Russ? Well, so I was actually watching WP Water Cooler last night when we were talking about building plugins. You know, it, I think that was like almost about a year ago we had that show. Um, and we had, you know, Brandon Dove and people like that on the show. Um, 
So essentially, a plugin is just a file inside of a directory on your server called plugins. Um, and essentially what it does is it either adds or enhances your website, or potentially a plugin can dehance your website. Maybe your website's too powerful and you need to, you know, you need it to simmer down now. You know, like, <laughs> like, like you can install a plugin to do that, right? So a plugin is like... A plugin essentially is to take the core functionality of what WordPress offers and to make it do something that fits your business or your blog or your lifestyle, something along those lines. Nice. And I, and I love plugins because of the fact that you can add additional functionality to a site quickly and easily just by hitting a little install button, boom, you're done, and that's it. And if it is something that somebody feels that they should be um, paid for, then it's a premium plugin, and you can actually pay for those premium plugins and install them um, yeah. using a different method to install them or put in a serial code, and then you're unlocked and up and running, and you have a you have a great plugin. So, the the kind of the discussion that we wanted to have regarding plugins, regarding plugins in WordPress, and kind of given a little bit of a marketing spin to it is you've made a plugin. Now what? Like, what, what do you do? It's like, am I just going to do this for free? Cause it took me 20 minutes to make it. Am I going to sell it? What am I going to do with it? You, you ship it and call it a day. <laughs> you ship it and call it a day, huh? Yep. At FedEx.com. I know, I know somewhere right now, George Stephanus is screaming into his computer saying, why would you advise people to do that? <laughs> Because sometimes we like to be funny, and if we have us on, we're funnier. Exactly. So you, you've built your plugin. You've kind of you've gone through and tested it and figured out what to do with it, and you got it all working the way that you know people right. feel that people would actually expect it to do. Um, they install it. You start seeing the numbers of installs start going up. Um, what happens then, Russ? Like, I mean, I've I've created a plugin and I had about ten people install it, and then I started getting emails from people saying, uh, "This thing's white screening my site. Uh, this thing's messed up. Did you know that you can, in, you know, do a SQL injection from here?" And did you know that? And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, dude, this thing's literally echoing some stuff to the screen in the dashboard. Like, that's all it's doing." And everybody's like freaking out about it. So, what else do you do? Well, I mean. It's, it's really a three-step question, and I only know two steps, but um, yeah. I, I'm going to try to w work out the best I can. Um, I got into plugin development, and I, I wanted to give back, right? And plugins is a way to give back. Um, and then that, that thing came up last year in Orange County, you know, called Plugin Palooza. I decided that I wanted to compete in that, right? So I came up with an idea for a plugin. Um, that solved my own need, right? I wasn't trying to, you know, come out with a, another contact form plugin. I was trying to do something that specifically I needed, right? And I think that's the first step to marketing is you have to believe in the product. And I think if you have to believe in the product, it has to be something that you're willing to use every day. You know, I, I, that. I use my plugin um, not specifically just on my own sites, but even with uh, client sites that we use, when I'm trying to work on something, I can use my own plugin to help me solve my problem. And I think when it's, when it's something like that, it's something that I'm willing to put 250% back into this plugin to say, here's why you guys need to go at, like go install this and use this, right? So for, for me, my marketing started with 
well, let me take it to a competition at a WordCamp where I know people in the room at least will maybe install it for five minutes and give it a shot, right? And that gives me a chance to do feedback. You know, and then once I get some kind of testing, now I kind of have an idea of who is my core demographic of who's using this plugin. And then I can start saying, here's who I'm going to target to say why you should be using my plugin. I really started there. Yeah. I mean, I, I could imagine that someone who's really great at developing a plugin, that they've developed it, they got it all working, it looks great. You go onto the onto the uh, the repo, and you're like, oh, that looks nice. It has like the name of the thing and some stuff on there about it, and that's it. There's no image. There's no video. There's no. Right. I mean, there may not even be any like kind of styled text or anything because you got to write a little bit of markdown to kind of figure out how to make this thing look the way it needs to look, and they're like, I just made the plugin. Now what? So how do you promote this thing? You know, I've seen your plugins. I mean, there's a few of those plugins that that I've installed of yours that I just went, wait, Russ made this? Wow, this is actually really nice. Who knew Russ knew oh how to make knew how to make great plugins? This is amazing. That, that that's actually a compliment, Bridget. <laughs> so which 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 of those plugins do you think it is that you made that I have used in the past? So it's either going to be query all the post types, or I think it's going to be um, uh, the plugin admin bar. Plugin admin bar. Yep, it's awesome. I mean, I I love I love these types of plugins because it's like it adds a little bit of additional functionality. I mean, I've been using the one that that you built recently for the um, for the uh, uh, the plugin Palooza. Love that stuff. I mean, these are great plugins to build, but once you've built them, now how do you get people to actually start using them? And there's know, no real like good marketing thing on the repo that says like, "Hey, use my plugin. It's the greatest thing ever." Nope. Well, there's copy on. <laughs> I mean, the repo has copy now. They just remember everybody was flipping out about the redo of yep. the plugin repository, which is now called a directory. Thank God, repository. Yep. What? Come on, that's ridiculous. If you were if you were like a smidge of a developer, Bridget, you would understand why it's called a repository. Yeah, but that's not me. And the thing is that I'm a marketer. So real people don't know the word repository. It sounds too much like suppository. And I think <laughs> it's a bad connotation, right? So yeah. you're marketing to end users, right? End users know directory. Directory was a good compromise. I'm glad they did that. But there's also more searching. There's more keyword. Like, literally, there was a guy. I don't even remember his name. He DM'd me on Twitter. He says, I have this plugin. I need some marketing help. So can you just look at this, my page on the repository? And yeah. I'm like, sure. So I looked at it, rewrote his um, call to action, and the, the whole, like, description is sent to him on a DM and Twitter. He's like, wow, I didn't expect you to do that. I'm like, well, I mean... You're, you're not making any sense. The, the, the problem with a developer writing marketing copy is, 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 is multiple, right? First of all, you built it. You know it too well. Right. That, that's a problem. That's not a problem for support. It's a problem for marketing. Number two, you're using terms that you use, not that we use. And Yost talked about this in his SEO talk at WordCamp US last year. Nobody is looking for your product by the name that you call it, ever. Mm. Yeah. So that also applies to plugin marketing, right? So if I want, if I want a plugin that tweets 
posts automatically. I'm going to look up automatic scheduling Twitter. Right? You know what I mean? So yep. I happen to be using Revival Post, but Revival Post does not tell me what it does. Bridget, real quick, for a million points, what was Revival Post formerly called? Oh, shoot. I used it back then, too. I know Tucker knows it. Oh, um, it, it, it actually says it, it says uh, revival post formerly called what was it called? Come Twitter. on, I mean, people in the live chat jump in million points right now. <laughs> it's tweet, tweet, tweet post, tweet old post. Yeah, it's something like that. I actually, yeah, what's <laughs> it? It's like yeah. tweet old post or something like I that. Mean, that's what I'm saying. So, if you don't have it in your name for whatever reason, then you need to put it in your copy. Do you need to automatically schedule? Posts are your posts getting you know like that? So you, right. it sounds like an infomercial, but that's the kind of copy we need to have, right? So like without even doing anything outside of the plugin repository repo or plugin directory by whatever name that you feel affectionate toward that site, or if you're even cooler and you have it only on GitHub, whatever you want to call it, you have to have words. You have to have words that your audience will understand in order to use it. Well, so That's the first step. So I, how, how I get around that is, is um, we have this lovely woman at WebDev. Her name is Laura Coronado, um, and she writes all her copy for us. So she knows enough to where I can say, "This is what I'm doing. Here's how it works." And like, I give her a quick 20-minute demo, and then she can go write it up to do that, right? Ooh, like, nice hey, hey, this is a plugin to do this, this, and this, right? It's one of those kind of things. Um, yeah. but before I had Alora and before I had WebDev, I was participating in my meetup group and I was like listening to the stuff that people in meetup groups were saying and what they were looking for and stuff like that. And that's kind of where I got the idea of, you know, people want to see a top level view of what's going on with their site. That's how Query All the Post Types came up. And then I asked people to install the plugin and then give me some feedback. And they're like, oh, it's kind of like this. And all right, that's the slogan now. Oh, it kind of does this too. And I'm like, oh, that's another thing, right? So it's not so much of having to come up with copy or to, or to say the word taxonomy in, in English, right? It, it's, it's what are people saying about your plugin and how do you tap into that? You know, it, it's that's where I originally started with all my plugins. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean that's that's also a good idea anyway, because, well, so that's like backwards, right? So you, that's before you built it. So that's important because being close to the pain points for marketing is essential. Okay. Yeah. I was just brainstorming with Matt about articles we could do for Give, and like, what is the support ticket that you're like if I get this one more time right those are the great so sources of how to produce content so that's another way to do it but before I get to content that's on your web property that was built with WordPress because you're a WordPress developer um, is the other part about going to meetups Russ word of mouth those are the people who are willing to try things right so that's where you're gonna find out and WordCamps. That's where we're going to find out about staging pilot or draw attention or desktop server or WP forms or or WP blab. 
No, I mean, that's what I'm plugging. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to find out these other things. Like, you know, oh, you, you, I don't know how many times I've been in my meetup since December of 2015. I've been going to my meetup. And the guy in front of me who I've seen, like, I don't know, 10 times goes, oh, you're an online donation plugin. Can I have your card? Yes, you can. Here it is. You know, <laughs> but you just keep saying that and you do your introduction, right? So you don't just say, hi, my name is Russ. You could say, hi, my name is Russ. I work at Web Dev Studios. And you might like my plugin called Query All the Post Types. Well, it, it's also one of those things, too, where, where you go to a meetup group, right? And it's like, George Stefanis always says this really well. He always said, maybe I'll get him to admit this tomorrow on uh, WP Water Cooler, which you guys should check out at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Um, <laughs> nice plug. Yes. See, that's a plugin. See, that's, that, that's how plugins work. Anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things that George always says, like, you built this thing, turn on your debug, find out what you broke, but then you, you kind of need to get some people to, to test it, right? And that's one of those cool things, too, where when you have a community like WordPress, there's like eight or nine people that I could say, hey, do me a favor. And, and John Hawkins is one of these guys. That guy can break WordPress in ways I didn't even know was possible. <laughs> that's one of those things where he's like, oh, hey, you know, like you should be doing this. And it's like, all right, that's how you make your plugin better, right? Like it's one of those things where you get feedback and now you say, here's my product. And then you can look around and see, is anybody else doing something? If they are, let's see what they're advertising, right? I mean, I always start with there is user feedback and then, you know, take it to my meetup group. If it's a paid plugin, I'll give them, you know, 100% off and a free year of support. And, I'll, you know, now I have a good solid base user of people who, are, who I know will install it because it's free. They will test it. They will try to break it. And I know the the first time something breaks, they're going to send a support ticket that says, help, help, help. And I know that they're going to help me make this plugin better. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the first step of, mar uh, of marketing, right, is always evolving your plugin. So how about reviews? Do you ask those people to give you reviews? So I don't. Um, I mean – Listen, I work for a WordPress company who does who does big things on a large scale, but I'm I'm not in it for for the reviews. I'm not in it for the amount of downloads and installs and whatever. Like, hopefully, my plugins are helping somebody out there tonight solve a problem that they didn't even know existed. Right? You know, that's what Query All the Post Types was for. It's like. Did you know that there's this thing called hidden custom post types? And they're like, no. And it's like, yeah, let me show you all the hidden ones that you have on, on your site. That's just something that, if anything, at the end of the day, at least five people now know about this, and they're going to go promote it, and that just made the community better. That's what my plugins are, are designed to do. You know, I, I'm not, I don't sell plugins. I don't – I used to. I used to sell plugins. But it was never for – like fame and glory and like look at me and look at my repo or it wasn't for me trying to get a job like submitting my github to to work at a company it was just like i need something to do i want to solve a problem how do i combine those together make a plugin so that's yeah. awesome and that was so very similar to our episode with andy fragan mm -hmm. he doesn't he just does it like as his version of chess just something yeah. to do but mm -hmm. some of us have jobs because of plugin shops well, so 
let me tell let me tell you something about Andy Fragan. That dude is amazing. Get no, that, updater. <laughs> that dude is cool, man. Like I, I used to go to Ward Camp Orange County and stuff like that, and I'd see him and I'd say hi and how's it going, you know. But like at Plug and Palooza last year, you know, during the breaks or during the the slight difficulties we had with some of the media in the room, you know, we were just talking, and you know, he's like, you know, I'm a surgeon, and I was like, what? what? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I just do BHP for fun, and I was like, dude, you know, like, whatever. yeah, but but I mean, like, before I knew that, I was like, oh, I'm going in competition against this guy, and he's like, no, I could care less, and I I kind of adopted that from him. Yeah, yeah. No, it's Whoa. a good mindset because I think that if you're giving back, I I think that if you get to use car salesman, you're not going to work out in this community, right, Jason Tucker? Yep, yep. But there's a middle. Yeah, there's somewhere between yeah. the Peace Corps and a used car salesman. You know what I mean? Like for me, I believe in education as marketing. Why do you think I started WP Water Cooler? That was the only reason. Was like I need I need a community and I need it to show up every week and I need them to be able to be interested in showing up every week and talking about the topic at hand. And hopefully somebody will hire me. Please, somebody hire me. That's what my whole thing was. Was please, you know, any of you guys are that are right. listening, not now. Don't don't try to hit me up now because I, I got a job. But you know, back then it was just like, please hire me because I needed this. Yeah, yeah, just just go to jasontucker.us/contact. Send them some info. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, I I did the same thing though, right? Like, I seriously wanted to find a way into a community, and you know, I started with here in Vegas, and it was something where. Um, I, I forget what it was, but Jason sent out a tweet or something that was like, hey, does anyone use multi-site? Um, if you're interested, sign up for, um, you know, to talk on WP Watercooler. And that was my first show, was talking about multi-site. Yep. You know? I and, hated it. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Not the show, the multi-site in general. It's just, it's just a pain in the butt. You know, and, and like Jason was like, hey, man, that was really good. You know, feel free to come back whenever. And, and you know, here I am two years later, you know. Like, right, right. Well, and that's going back to what we were saying about um, about plugins earlier is like if you make a plugin and you put it in the repo and you allow people to look at all the code, which you can anyhow because it's all open source, people are going to look at it and say, hey, what's wrong with this code? Wow, this is crazy. Why did you do it this way? Oh, my gosh. Why? I mean, I, I'll show you like my GitHub that I did for the for for the uh, the plugin that I made. I was just like, oh, my gosh, man. I, I hope that somebody helps me figure out how to fix this. And I had a couple people that were like, yeah. Here's some here's some changes you need to do to make this code actually work well and not be hacked and all that stuff. Right. But it was one of those things that it it allowed me to kind of scratch that itch that I that I had for this this plugin that I really wanted to have work and make happen and you know look great. And this was the way that I had to do it. So I you know I remember looking at the plugin that you built um, way early on, uh, which was Gravity Styles. Uh, yeah. That was yours, right? See, yeah. I, I I loved Gra Gravity Forms was, I mean, it still is. I use Gravity Forms at everything. And Gravity Styles was, like, perfect because it let me totally style up exactly how I wanted those um, those forms to look. And that was the plugin um, that I was like, wait, Russ made this too? Okay, so yeah. he's done a couple now. Huh, okay. You know, I didn't I didn't think of you as the plugin developer. Yeah. I thought of you as the guy who was building websites and stuff. Yeah, I just <laughs> found out that one of my friends on the marketing team for Make WordPress is Hardeep Asrani. I've been talking to forever. It, he's the one that made Revival Post, and I love that thing. I just 
So, yes. Fan of the name. So, so let me tell you a funny story about Gravity Styles. Is um, I I try to be a comedian. Is is what I try to do. Um, so I get on Twitter and I I say something and. You know, now that I'm heavily involved in WordPress, I try to make WordPress-related jokes. Um, and I sent out a tweet one day, and I was like, "Wouldn't it be sweet if there was a plugin that would just let you style Gravity Forms? Just no code. You didn't have to use a jQuery picker to choose your colors. Just add a class name, and it's there, right? Right. But literally, um, I forget her name. Megan. Haynes. Um, no. Um, no. I'll think of it. Megan, a girl named Megan literally replied back on Twitter and said, shut up, take my money. And I thought, okay, well, at least Ooh. one other one other person wants that, right? So I was sitting at um, PrestigeConf in Las Vegas um, when it was here one year, and I was talking to Ben Fox, and I showed him something, and Ben Fox goes, if you don't make that plug-in, I'm going to make that plug-in. And I went, okay, so I'm going to make it. And literally, he walked me over to Pippin Williamson, and he's like, Pippin, this kid needs a way to sell his plugin. And Pippin's like, hey, do you have 80 bucks? Check out, you know, EDD Software Licensor. And just like that, I had a plugin that I was selling, and it did one thing, and it did one thing, you know, well. Yeah. And, and it was just something where it's like, it, it's that easy to write a plugin? Like, it, it's that easy to solve a problem? So, but I, but, but, the, but, I, but this I, is the marketing thing. So here's here's. I thing. wasn't a developer I, at that time. I was not a developer. I just I had an idea. That's developer. I know no. I knew how to enqueue a style sheet. That's all the plugin did was enqueue a style <laughs> sheet. I knew how to do that. That's it. That's all I did. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, you guys, because we only have thirty minutes. We gotta talk about marketing, right? Huh. Okay, so for those of the. For those that are in our home audience, I know the support supporting a plugin is a whole nother show, Mario. Oh it's a whole nother show. Like that's a whole staffing thing. Like if you build a plugin, you're gonna do support. Or you might as well just not do it. But anyway, but as far as the marketing goes, like let's say you're not altruistic. This was this wasn't one line of code. You're you're doing something, you want a business model, or you did it and now you're like Wait a second, I should be giving this away for free. Like Yoast was telling us at the AWP meeting uh, earlier or late last year that he'd waited too long to make premium Yoast. It was three years. That was too long. So, like, here's the thing. You need to have what I now know is called a marketing brief. You need to, the same way that you do your code and you have that attack, plan of attack, take that same logical mind and use it toward your marketing plan. You need to have goals. You need to set achievable, measurable goals. Meaning, I want 10 downloads a month. And then when you do that, then, then the next year, you're gonna have a different goal, right? And how are you going to achieve those goals, right? So if your goal is you want 500 active installs, or 1,000 active installs, or if you want, you know, you know, a certain amount of revenue, then you're going to have to figure out how to achieve those goals, right? So in order to do that, I would say, number one, get on Twitter. Facebook's a waste of time unless you want to advertise. Now, if you want to advertise, you should do that. But as far as give goes, we did organic content marketing. We did pay-per-click advertising. 
We did community advertising. We supported word camps. We yeah, showed yeah. up. We applied to speak. There was a full out World War II style. <laughs> We're going to be on every front possible. And now they didn't do that the first year. But so the first year we published once a week on our blog. Last year, we published four times a week on our blog, four times a week. This year, we're back to one, and we're attending more WordCamps, right? So you have to have a strategy. It shouldn't be everything at once, but you definitely have to be on social media. You definitely should be, I would say, 100% be on Twitter and, and tweet at least three times a day. I would say spend at least five minutes a day pressing the button reply. Yeah, but, to but your customers, you shouldn't but, have something super awesome that nobody knows about. But but hold on, the thing that Give did well is they solved the problem. They they recognized that a problem existed, and they they wrote a product that that is solid enough for you to market. Right? Oh, you need both. I'm assuming that your plugin is worth marketing. We're not selling lemons on the used car lot, right? We're in the middle. We're altruistic. We want to solve a problem. But we also, and I say we, we're, you're talking the Yoast, the Gives, the Ninja Forms, the Caldera Forms, you know, all the, the Revival posts, all the people that are doing all, the freemium model, the EDDs. All the, all the query, all the post types. Query, all the post types. <laughs> no, I mean, like, if you think about all the plugins that you use, a lot of them are on the freemium model, which means the base of it is free because you need that exposure from the, from the plugin directory. But you also need to tell people they exist, especially if you're premium only. Right. I mean, I mean, actually, but you can't just only go to a meetup once a month and then tell two people. It's not going to work. You're not going to be able to make a living on that, right? Right. So, and you probably won't be able to make a living for at least three years anyway because that's a standard I, um, I, practice. I don't know about that, man. Like, uh, I'm not going to get into – Solely on your plug-in revenue without supporting it or subsidizing it in any way with My, agency or development work? So I, I was – I was selling a plug-in Bridget and I was paying my mortgage just off of that. And you know, I had like two support things maybe a day. That was about it, man. I, I mean, hmm. if you write something well enough that solves the problem and you know, you, you send it out to the, the Twitter sphere, right. And yeah. you say like, like you throw a hashtag of, you know, WP or something on it. Um, and it solves a problem. Um, people are gonna say, "Hey, did you hear about this?" And that's the easiest thing. Like, you can support yourself on it, but yeah, but it takes work. And to be fair, Russ, let's be serious here. You're very active on Twitter. Yeah, but I'm not promoting my stuff. Like most of the no, stuff. No, but I you're active. We know you. It's top of mind. It's Russ. Oh, look, there's Russ. He's got another job. Yeah, if you don't, uh, the way I look at it is if, if somebody went into, like, on their phone and they, they looked up your account and then they turned right. on the filter and they filtered the words, the letters HTTP, and all you had in there was only links, then then you're not you're not no. doing, you're just, you're just, I, I know that's stuff. a picture of Mitchell. I know your dog's name. <laughs> you understand? That's what I'm trying to say, and this is what you don't realize that you've done that I've begged my friends who are developers who ask me for Twitter advice. Be a human being. Build the relationship because that's the, what matters the most. I, uh, press reply on Twitter. Talk to people, and then they'll start saying, wow, that um, so-and-so is a really 
great person. Oh, wow. Did you see what Sherry and Cheryl did? They just released a graphic pack for WordCamps. That's pretty crazy. Wow, they have a new Twitter account called Mary Mid Designs. I mean, right. like, like you're talking about why? Because I already have a relationship with Sherry and Cheryl. So when they start something, it matters to me. Yeah. Because they built that yeah. relationship. They put the time in. Now, maybe they sit there with a cat and a gold <laughs> ring and think, ha, 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 this is our evil plan. We're going to make friends with Bridget. And so she's going to tweet all of our links. This doesn't happen that way as a motivation. But I, I just tell you, I know so many people who don't market themselves at all. And, there's, and marketing yourself doesn't mean – being a uh, buy this now, but wait, there's more two, two, two for the price of one. I mean, I don't even yeah. think you could do discounts. Ninja Forms, uh, James Law says you shouldn't even do discounts, just charge what it is. You know what I'm saying? But so you have all your, you just have to have your goals, but you have to tell people it exists. You have to tell people you exist. And if you're not going to attend meetups and you're not going to go to word camps and you're not going to hire somebody else to do that for you. You're not going to outsource it to somebody like Bridget or any number of 10 or 15 people I know that do that. So Russ, what did you do when you, when you built, when you built both of these plugins? Like what is, what has been your approach? So we can kind of hear some of the things that you've done to, you know, make that happen. Are you talking the the dot org stuff or are you talking about? Yeah. The yeah, the dot org stuff as well as uh, like, you know, gravity styles, that sort of thing. What have so, you done? So with the dot org stuff, I mean, mostly, um, I mean, so earlier this this month, we released a thing called Maintain Tools that's okay. on the .org repo, um, and that was something that that we built in-house for our support staff, right? Whenever we take on a new client, we want to see what's going on with their site. We want to get a top-level view, and then, you know, we kind of realized that, hey, everybody could benefit from this, right? Like, mm-hmm. everybody should see these kind of details where... Even if they, even if they're not knowledgeable to understand this, they can at least email uh, whatever the the site info is to a developer. And, you know, in in five minutes, the developer could say, "Ah, oh, I see what's going on here." Right. So I mean, it's one of those things where I I sat down with with a bunch of people before WordCamp Orange County last year and was like what is one thing that you wished you could do, right? And a lot of people were like, there's a lot of things inside of WordPress that I didn't even know existed. So my goal was to expose one of those, and that was post types, right? I think when post types came out, that changed the game for WordPress. Um, Mm -hmm. I I still say that to this day. Like, I love the API, don't get me wrong, but custom post types was was like the billion-dollar idea right there. You know, being able to, to do your own custom stuff or your own custom content types, whatever you wanted. So it was one of those things where I wanted to expose that and say, did you know that this exists on your site? And marketing to, to people that, you know, there's beginners, there's intermediates, and there's advanced, right? And I don't see people like that. I see somebody who's like myself who stays up, you know, all night trying to figure out just how to put you know, WP config together. And if I can write a plugin to help do that, or if I can get on a show like this and and help somebody do that, then that's my marketing strategy right there. You know, does it help that I work for a company that writes big stuff? Yeah, it, it does help. But at the same time, like 
none of my plugins are associated that way. It's because this is what I wanted to do. And I, I've done what you said, Bridget. I've done the things where I've gone to other meetups and I've talked to people and I've right. been like, hey, my plugin solves that. And then it's not pitching them. It's like, it's just, it's, it's, it's not an infomercial pitch, but it's still giving them information. I'm saying you're doing that. You're not even realize you're not even realizing how great that is. Well, it like I realized early on that Chris Lemma is just a dude, right? Like, there's a I, I love the guy to death. He's smart and and he just he, his finger is just so on the pulse with everything. But you know, when I when I see Chris, my thing isn't like, hey Chris, how would I put together this marketing strategy? I see him on Twitter. I'm like, dude, you went to the Indy 500, and then like, and during Christmas, we talked about race cars for like an hour, man. And it's just one of those things where if you show people that you're more than just this developer, or you're right. more than just somebody who's out for for greed or whatever, people will eventually start gravitating towards and and realizing that hey, there's this kid in Las Vegas doing this thing, you know, like we should we should help. And I mean, I'm I'm one of the first people where I promote other people's plugins over my own. You know, I, I wish more people did that. You know, I understand that you have a business and a mortgage and, and mouths to feed. I understand that. But to me, I want to help people get to where I'm at. And if yeah. I can if I can send if I can send out a tweet or if I can you know do something even for, even for the guys that weren't impressed if I can just say one nice thing about them then dude like we all benefit from it exactly know? and we absolutely do that I mean Caldera is a super fan we're a super fan of Caldera you know what I'm saying so but that's a, but it goes down to what you had said earlier Russ that a plugin should do one thing and one thing well that's something that Matt Cromwell preaches all the time. It should do one thing. It should do one thing well. When people ask us, and I, when I'm sometimes on uh, pre-sales calls with Jason um, Knill, sometimes they'll say, well, can you have social sharing? Yeah, install MassShare. You know, can I tweet this? Yeah, install Better Click to Tweet by Ben Meredith. You know, we don't need to add social sharing to our give form. There's already amazing plugins that do that, yeah. right? So we absolutely do that all the time. And I think that's the difference. It's like in the WordPress community, that, that ecosystem of business owners, we realize that we all need each other because no, no WordPress website has one plugin except for one that's never been used. It has Hello Dolly, right? And, he, and luckily, that thing only does one thing and one thing well. Yeah. We don't need it. We don't need another flashlight app, you know. Right. We don't need another fart app, but we don't need a flashlight that farts. Like we just need something that does one thing and <laughs> one thing well. That's fun. Well, so I mean, there's an opportunity. Like like when you do one thing well, there's always avenues to to stay on that focus of doing one thing well. But there's there's always ways to build, right? So. I mean, with, with the example of maintain tools, um, there's a feature inside of there that lets you add notes to plugins, right? And it, it, it's kind of a developer tool, but not really in the sense of if I know I, I came up with this idea. I wanted a way to communicate with the site owner, hey, 
please do not touch this setting in this plugin because it, it's going to break your site. I wanted a way to communicate with that, right? And I used other plugins, and I thought, well, what if we did this? And I actually I gave it to one of the guys at WebDev, and, and over a night and a beer, he came up with an idea. And then it was John Hawkins who was like, hey, let's roll this in the maintain tools. And here's another thing where, again, it does something well, but here's this added bonus that is going to help you with that, right? Right, but it's still within that same scope. Right. Of, of oh. helping you communicate with your clients. Right. But, I mean, like, so I'm the biggest supporter of Jetpack. You know, Jetpack does many things, but it does many things well. But what it does well the most is here is something that everybody can rely on. That plugin is reliable through and through. You know what I mean? Depending upon who you ask. Well, I don't care about the people. Some people who, have really strong feelings about it that are yeah. really good friends to me. Yeah, but if those people would stop bash, if those people would stop bashing it and just like give it a chance and see what it can do, then then we could fix that. And that's what I did at WordCamp Vegas was I got everybody together in a room and we talked about Jetpack and everybody left that room saying I'm going to install Jetpack. You know what I mean? Like. It's one of those things where I think that you can have a plugin that does a hundred things, but as long as your support is there, that's one thing it does well, right? Yeah. You know, that I, I love Give for that reason. I love EDD for that reason. Here, it does one thing well, but you can spin off and do you know different things. Oh, of course, you know, add-ons. But it's still what? at it, it, it's still at its core. It's just selling digital things online. You know. I, I, I really think that if you're going to get out and you're going to promote yourself, I think, A, you have to be willing to have conversations with people, and, and seriously, you have to generally be interested in what they're saying. You know, it's one thing to go to a WordCamp and, like, have a conversation with you, Bridget, and then walk away and be like, oh, well, I know that she wants this, and I'm going to try to sell it to her. That, that's, that's not the point. The point is that Bridget's telling me I need to learn this thing about WordPress. How do I help her with that? And if I can do that in the form of a plugin, I just got you to vouch for me to vouch to other people, and that's the easiest part about marketing. Yeah. So how do you, how do you define success as a plugin developer when you're building strictly a free plugin that's in the WordPress plugin directory? Like, how do you define success there? Other than it doesn't crash your site, you mean? Right. Well, so for me, I, I've been on this journey for the last two years of trying to be a better role model inside of, A, the WordPress community here in Vegas and the WordPress community globally. Uh -huh. um, and so part of that was, you know, I, I can make WordPress jokes and I can go to camps and, and, and you know, do shots with everybody else. But I wanted to to establish myself and say, hey, I can actually do this thing called writing code, right? It's one of those things. And I started writing these plugins and I started just like reaching out and, you know, finding people on the advanced WordPress group who who are looking for an answer and just say, hey, go use this plugin. And they're like, hey, that was great. You know? So Jason, to answer your question, success to me personally is helping somebody out there that needs the help without having to be in the room with them, right? right? That's me. Now, on the web dev side, success is 
you know, we have a, a, a brand called Pluginize. We sell add-ons for a plugin called Custom Post Type UI. And for us, it's continuing to release a product that, that solves a problem and does well. You know, success can be defined in a billion different ways, but I think success in a nutshell is is releasing a plugin and and having something that you can say this solves a uh, this solves a problem that people are having and now our community is better because of that that's that's success for me yeah i mean cuz looking at looking at some of the plugins that like for instance that pluginizes has made you know you have plugins that range in 5000 active installs 4000 active installs 400,000 active installs, 50, you know, 500 insta 500 plus installs. You have all these, it's a broad range of this stuff. And a lot of these, I'd imagine you have very specific ones that are scratching an itch for a very specific particular thing. Yeah. I'd imagine some of these are even being installed locally. So they're not even really talking out to, you know, uh, to the repo or anything like that. They're just saying, hey, you know, I've installed this locally or I've installed this in yeah. some secured environment. So they'll never even see the light of day going back to the plugins repo saying, hey, I, I, I'm still installed. Which is where something like maintain tools is probably something that doesn't just like live on somebody's website. You use it, you're done with it, you delete it, and and that's it. So, so you have these different plugins that are out there. So I guess success, like you know, we when we talk about telling people to use a particular plugin and how they should look at the plugin and see is this something I should be using, and they look at it and say, oh, it has 50 active installs. Is this thing being maintained? Like, is there enough people to like warrant this thing to exist forever and ever, or is it that those fifty sites are just the fifty sites that the developer made and that's it? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, so I've experienced that. I had a thousand installs of Query All the Post Types, and now I'm down to ninety. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and I identified what the problem was. I actually. Uh, I, I stopped drinking one night, and I found out what the problem was with the code. Um, but it's one of those things where, you know, with with Pluginize and with Custom Post Type UI, yeah, it's got 400, 500,000 active mm -hmm. installs. But that took us years to build that. And I mean, oh, Mike. but Mike. and I mean, li listen, I, I'm not trying to toot a horn here, but I mean, Dude, that's what we're talking about. Tooting well, is marketing. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, web dev, web dev themselves, they're uh, they're a good group of people that write solid code, and th they're they're really well known. But it, it's something where even a company like that still has to put some strategy and some effort behind a plugin to to get it out there, right? Yeah, especially if you want to continue your development, hire more developers, hire more support people. Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of thing. You have to be able to have the revenue. Marketing is a necessary part of any business model. Okay, so once we're once we're done with the, I love you guys and I just want to help you. I mean, we all do a lot that's contributor only, and we're fine volunteering our time. There's nobody on this panel or in our chat room or basically in our audience who doesn't spend way more than five percent for the future. Can we agree on that? wholeheartedly 100%. Yep. okay yep. so but the but the reality is that for WordPress to grow as a business and volunteer ecosystem it has to be seen as legitimate it has to be 
the, the, the people, the Jasons, the IT guys, the developers in-house at enterprise level places have to be able to say, I want this to be a WordPress the way they would say, I want this to be Microsoft and have that legitimately right. accepted. Now that is a collective brand strategy. It's very similar to maybe a franchising model where everyone who participates elevates the brand. So plugins that don't work, what happens to the brand? Oh, that WordPress site. Oh, that broke. That plugin broke. Now the brand is like soured and you and people move off of it, right? Like Leo Laporte, you guys. I don't know if you saw this, but Leo Laporte, that's a person. If you don't know who Leo Laporte is and you're in tech, come on, you guys. I know who he is. Leo Laporte, the tech guy.com from Twit Labs. Oh, yeah. MacBreak Weekly uh, has 30 shows on his network. He is the reason why I knew about Twitter and WordPress.com in 2007 and why I started both. Okay, mm. I would not be on the show without Leo Laporte. He left WordPress.com and just came back because he was on Vox. There was some migration. Things didn't migrate, you know? Yeah. WordPress has a solid, solid database structure that people, they just don't understand how great it is because we've marketed it as only blogging. And then, we, and then we've gone the other way of saying, no, it's enterprise. And then people don't know that you can use WordPress for a blog. I'll never forget, like two years ago, I was at a conference. They go, can I use WordPress for a personal website and blog on it? Holy crap. We went the other way, right? <laughs> so yeah. as we make these plugins and as we strive for excellence as individuals, as business owners, as freelancers, as a collective, the brand of WordPress will go further and further. And that will help us all, Russ, just like you were saying. As you strive to be a better role model and more people look up to you, they're going to look to you for those plugin recommendations like I have. Like I come to you and Jason for the things that I'm wondering. Jason says use MassShare. I use MassShare. That's good enough for me. It's got the Jason stamp of approval, right? Yeah. So I trust it. And the thing is that as we all continue going on, you, these relationships matter. And who knows what you're going to do in two years, Russ? Maybe you won't be working at web dev. Maybe you'll be working you for your mouth. <laughs> I mean, you just don't know. Check changes every twenty minutes, and I mean, not because of anything you did wrong, but it could be, it could break up, it could change names. You never know what happens with these things. Um, yeah. But I mean, you could get a really great job with Yoast and move to Holland. I mean, there's lots of things that could happen because our lives change. I'm just saying, as a right. hypothetical, yeah. not for wrongdoing, not for cause. Um, but the thing is, people will still look to you, and that's the biggest way to market in this place besides traditional marketing things like social media, content marketing, blogging about your subject. For example, somebody emailed me this week. I have an events calendar. How, what do I do? Start blogging about events. What's right. the best way to get a, ven a venue for a wedding? Uh, how do I find an event planner? What kind of events uh, should be paid? Should I charge for my concert like i gave him 10 headlines just i was doing what you were doing russ i was just doing what you were doing just answering the question like yeah. here you go this is what i would do go have fun right that that, that like, that's what my plugins do is just help to, to answer a question you know but so you but you have to let people know that you're involved in that space 
you have this plugin, it makes a solution. Like when Andy came on our show, I knew about GitHub Updater because he had, he, I was doing social media for WordCamp LA and he sponsored. I didn't know he had 10 other plugins. Yeah. <laughs> right, Jason? Remember yeah. how many, just all these other plugins had nothing to do with GitHub. Like yeah. it was all this calendar stuff and CSS. I don't even know what it was. I was just blown yeah. away, right? So, but if you're somebody who's, who needs to sell this to supplement your income or whatever, then you have to start talking about it somewhere. Instagram, I mean, not Snapchat, like be serious, take it seriously, write about it on your WordPress blog. I don't, mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I also think we live in, in such a great world where um, things are so intuitive right now. Like, when you go to somebody's GitHub, the first thing that you see is says it says repositories and it has an account. And it's like, I didn't know, you know, Brad Parves had 29 other things in his repo. I thought, you know, he only had this one thing. Or, you know, I didn't know that this kid wrote this and he wrote these other things, you know? Like, it's one of those things where I think we live in, in a great world where even a little bit of marketing can just spark that, right? Yeah, I mean, Brad Parbs, is, he's cranked out a whole bunch of different plugins. I mean, it's Can crazy I, how some of these folks have, have made things that you didn't even realize that you're probably already using, and you didn't even look down to see who was the developer that wrote it. That that kid is insane. Let me tell you my favorite Brad Parbs story real quick. It's going to take two minutes, all right? He, yep. wrote, a, he wrote a plugin that converts every, um, every string that's output on your site, and if if the characters enough together make an emoji, it would rewrite that string into an emoji. So like, um, I installed this, this plugin on my site and my site broke instantly because all these strings and stuff that I was using, like every fifth character was the beginning of an emoji. But that was one thing where I was like, dude, this is cool. I didn't know you could do that. And then I just started digging into his repo and then I started digging in the web dev and I yeah. started into 10 up and you know all these other things and it's like it if if this is what you want to do if wordpress is something with, that you want to get serious about or that you just you know maybe you're like andy and you just want to dive into i mean you can get lost into this kind of stuff so quick right it, yeah you can like, get lost in this very quick and i have tons of of uh of different um, GitHub repos that I follow and watch, and I get an email about every single thing that ever gets updated on it, and I probably still don't even use that particular code anymore, but I'm so interested in seeing what it is that these people are doing to be able to pull off the things that they do using their that code. That would be considered pure marketing for sure. Totally. I mean, I mean it, it's even in the sense of the word of, of marketing, it's, a, it's the sense that you're going to do something You've got to tell somebody about it, right? But I mean, please. You you can find. Don't be a speakeasy. No, no matter. Marketing is kind of a little bit like SEO, right? Like you you got to go tell enough of the non-famous people to get some popularity, so the famous people can eventually see you. It's one of those things where it doesn't matter who you target, or even if you're targeting the wrong brand or you're targeting the wrong people, as long as you try to target somebody or a group and you do that well, then you can, you can, you know, refactor and target somewhere else. You can move around. Marketing, like you said, is always changing. You know, like we used to market on MySpace. Remember when all the news stations said follow us on MySpace and now, yep. it's, now it's all on, on Facebook? 
I mean, it can change just like that overnight. The point I'm trying to make here, though, is that marketing is more telling people about something instead of pitching. And instead of style, being, the style, same concept. Instead yes. of being that, instead of being that car salesman who could say, "Hey, it's nine thousand. I can give it to you for six thousand because you right. just changed the the nine to a six. It's more like, "Let me tell you how this car is going to help your family down the road." Mm -hmm. Marketing is just that simple. Telling people a the truth and how it could benefit them. It's that simple. Yeah, I think the trick is with any of this stuff, especially when it comes to WordPress plugins that are very developer focused, is that you're providing a service to a developer that can't do it themselves or doesn't want to maintain this code that's going to be constantly changing. You know, just think about anything that has to do with the Twitter API, anything that has to do with the Facebook API. You don't want to maintain any of that junk yourself. Use somebody else's code to make that happen. Be it a library that has that has no front end interface and you're just tapping into it or it's the actual code itself that's the plugin that you're installing. So the thing is, is it's really difficult to market to those folks that you're thinking the end user is going to be this, the person that runs the website. No, 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 no. That is not your, that is not your customer. Your customer is a person that's going to repackage that thing, stick it into the, into the website that they're going to sell to the, to their client. And then you're going to get the residuals off of that from their client is going to be sending you money. Saying, well, it depends. You know, we're about half and half. So, yeah. so my plugins essentially are to help the people out there who are trying to build client websites, right? Yeah. That's, that's what Plugin Admin, Admin Bar does, is it gives you a quick link to the plugin screen. I don't know why the hell that's not in core. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't tell you why that's not in core, but it's not. So right. you know, I spent a weekend drinking a beer, writing a plugin, and... <laughs> It does something, and now that plugin is going to be in Orange County Plugin Plaza. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like I, I'm not selling it to the Bridgets and to the Jasons so much as I'm selling it to the people who are like beating their head on a desk trying to figure out a problem, or yeah. you know, their their bookmark bar in their browser is just full of all these links. When you really just need a, a quicker link in your dashboard is all you yeah. really need, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and that's what that's what Queer All the Post Types is for, too, is for I was that kid banging my head on a desk because I didn't know that the events calendar custom post type was actually called Tribe Events. Oh. <laughs> right. Because, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the name changes, the things change, the person just wrote their own namespace, whatever it is. No, it's because you're supposed to prefix your function so it doesn't collide <laughs> with somebody else's. and. Mm -hmm how many event calendars are there, you know, that, that do things. You can't all just own events as the post type. You got to prefix it. And it's one of those things where I realized the problem and I said, I'm going to solve this problem. Yeah. And I, I entered it into a contest, you know, yep. and the marketing did itself in, in, in that sense, you know? Yep. Well, yeah, you use that as your way of marketing the, the, that particular plugin. And, and you know, I mean, Jason Tucker even helped me coin a phrase, you know, I quaffed it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> you know, just things like that. Um, and then, you know, that video went up on YouTube and it's gotten, you know, a couple hundred thousand hits. And, you know, it's just doing stuff in the community that gets recorded is easy marketing as well. And again, I wasn't there 
to pimp my brand. I wasn't wearing my hat or my shirt or anything along those lines. I was just participating and being a person in a competition with plugins, and other people helped me out. And essentially, that's that's all marketing is, is helping each other out, you know? Yeah. That That's kind of what Twitter does, right? You share something, someone, you know, favorites it and quotes it and sends it out, and you, you just you keep sharing it and eventually if you that's build, how it's supposed to work I, I mean yes. I, how does it not work then Bridget tell me uh, how it, a lot of people see the problem with our world and this is why you don't probably see that because you're more like me please is, tell me is that we're we when I say we I mean you we're programmers programmers like to program things so you set it forget it you just auto post stuff, you automate it, and then you don't go back and look. That's me, totally. You're, I, better. you're better. You're getting better because I'm a bad influence on you. I, but I, I mean, that's what happens. You, you, I'll tell you, there's a bunch of people who actually have conversations. There's a lot of people that have conversations, but I'm saying there's a lot of people that ignore that. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it does take time, and it is distracting, and you do have better things to do. That's why I say five minutes. Just do five minutes in the morning. That's it. That's all I'm asking. I want you to be successful. That's all I mean. I just want you to be successful. So, you know, it's hard to – if you can work that in your workflow, then, then it can become a habit, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, for the most part, I've never really marketed my plugins. You, you know what I did? I went to WordCamp Orange County after party and I got drunk and I was karaokeing and I stood on top of the table singing Papa Roach's Last Resort. And, you know, somebody was like, that's Russ. He wrote that plugin. And I mean, like, that was, that's how I marketed it. Like, like that, that's, that's my secret blend of herbs and spices. It's <laughs> Papa Roach. Oh, man. Don't take it to Papa Roach. Well, right. Russ, here, real quick, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up, and I wanted to I wanted to give you a moment to uh, tell us where people can find you, people can find your writing, your blogs, all that stuff that you're doing. So, kind of spit out some links there. We'll get them into the show notes. Uh, so first and foremost, I am a fan of WordPress, right? Regardless of what I do, I'm a fan. I just want people to go to WordPress.org and download WordPress. First and foremost. Second of all, please, before you install any of the plugins that we mentioned tonight, make a backup. Please make a backup. <laughs> Bridget, make a backup. Um, I can't stress that enough. Now, if you want to find me on social media and stuff, you can find me at jasontucker.us, jasontucker.blog. I'm just trying to get I'm just trying to get some posts there, right? Um, so I blog over um, on my personal site. It's called russellenvy.com. Um, it's just a, it's a random blog thing. Whatever comes to my head, I blog about it. Um, I, there, over at maintain with two N's, maintain.com, um, I blog about support stuff there. Um, webdevstudios.com, there's a blog there. You can see I went and spoke to a room full of first graders. And oh, said, cool. I, yeah, there's the blog post. There's pictures. Go over there. I blog over on pluginize.com. Uh, um, I have four or five posts over on Word and Press about, about dashboards and stuff like that. Maybe um, your but, dashboard? Yeah, so my Twitter is N-Q-E-N-Q-U-U-E or something like that. Yeah. It, yep. 
NQRUS, right, which is just, it's it's a WordPress joke. Whenever you want to enqueue me onto your conversation, you just say NQRUS. Oh, I, I, I get it. I, my, Twitter handle, my Twitter handle is my own hook. See? Nice. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So I'm over there. Um, and, I mean, you can find me tomorrow, WP Water Cooler, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Um, yep. Which will w be the part two of this show. Yeah. You know, I'm easy to find, I promise. <laughs> awesome. Well, well Russ, thank you very much. Thanks for, for thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Um, I want to say uh, thank you um, for all the folks that have been helping us out in, with our show notes. Um, uh, Cheryl, Sherry, and then uh, Jonathan, all, all those three have been uh, tearing it up in there. So thank you very much for helping us with the show notes. It allows us to look at the screen and not have to look at some Google Doc and type in a whole bunch of stuff. We really appreciate all that you, you guys do for that. Make sure you go over to our website at wprcore.com. You can click on the links there to subscribe. If you want to subscribe to this show and all the various ways you can do that, you can go to wprcore.com slash subscribe. There's instructions on how to subscribe to an audio podcast, video on YouTube, as well as all the various apps that are out there in order to be able to catch us and listen to us while you're in your car driving to go drop your kids off at school. All right, folks. Talk to you all later. Hit the thumbs up button. See ya. Bye. Peace.